Oh yeah, I'm Michael Jordan. I don't know if you knew that. I just happen to be Michael Jordan. So I hope that that's cool. Thanks for inviting me to your house where I can beat all your asses. Do you remember who was who started as plants last time and who started as zombies last time? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I started as zombie. Okay, um, so I'll start as zombies this time. Ready. I'm just ready to go. I've got my, uh-oh. My cable is crapping out. Like your internet? No, my my phone, oh, phone cable <laughs> to plug into the computer to get QuickTime Player to read the screen. And this is actually my second attempt to get a cable that isn't going to crap out. I'll Let's give this a go. Yeah, I run into that problem a lot with iPhone cores. Lightning cables, I hate them so much. All right, I'll just very gingerly hold it in my hand rather than laying it down on the on the table. You just do what I do and buy a new computer and they throw in a cord for free. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Shroom for Two, the Plants vs. Zombies Heroes podcast. Where we complain about Apple peripheral products. I'm Taylor. And I'm Mike. And uh, I'm sure any of you other iPhone users have known the pain of buying cheap iPhone cords and having them stop working on you one day. Yeah, the way we do these battle episodes, it's a battle episode, by the way, is that um, we plug our phones into our computer, and then you can use QuickTime Player to record your phone's screen, and then Mike edits that together with some fancy AV nonsense that we put on YouTube. It's not fancy. I use iMovie. Well, whatever. But uh, if your cable craps out in the middle of a recording, then uh, you're screwed. And I've been having some cable trouble in the last little bit, but it doesn't matter about that because we're getting the show ready to go now. Yeah, and you um, won't know if that will come up until after you watch the YouTube videos that will be uh, accompanying this episode. Right, so just for a reminder on how that works, um, a few episodes ago we drafted the crowd decking decks. Um, this week we've got uh, Ringzilla and Conjure HG, and so Mike and I each built a copy of those decks, and the decks will be in the show notes. And uh, we're going to have a um, six-game battle on YouTube where we each play one version of the deck three times. And uh, so we'll just kind of see how the deck fares against uh, against the other one and like whether any of the nerfs that happened recently really affected it too much. I think the only of these two decks that got nerfed was um, Conjure HG because like, I don't think Ringzilla played Briar Rose. I played Ringzilla in my old Briar Rose. Like If you go back to the show, I'm running a bunch of solar cars that have since been nerfed, and then I rebuilt the deck after the balance change. Okay, well, um, I don't believe my Ringzilla deck had any of the nerf cards in it, or at least I don't believe I'm running any of them now. But anyway, uh, so at the center of the tone, um, you should pause this and then go over to our YouTube page, which is uh, youtube.com slash room for two podcast, and uh, watch all the videos and then come back to hear how they went. Tone. All right, welcome back to the post-battle aftermath and wow how about that last game yeah we uh, learned something very important at a crucial time unfortunately about the uh, order of order uh, of operations and when things die and and whatever okay so in the final video there was an imposter in lane one zombot dinosaur whatever that's called in lane two and then lane three was a mondo bronto and so in my hand I had a Cobb Cannon, and I had the Ringzilla superpower that destroys the lowest health thing. What I thought was going to happen was I was going to play the Cobb Cannon in lane one over top of whatever was there, the little buddy, I think. The minus one, minus one effect was going to kill the imposter. 
then the destroy a creature thing was going to happen from the um, Cobb Cannon's evolution. And that was going to destroy the um, dinosaur. And then the Mondo Bronto would proc and like kill whatever was in the lane in front of it. Um, and then I would use Chomp to kill it. However, it turns out that when the imposter and the... Um, I think what happened was that the uh, the Cobb Cannon effect that, you know, give the stuff in front of it minus one, minus one happened first and got fully resolved from the imposter dying before the evolution destroy a thing because the the Dinobot was on its way to being destroyed when it procked again from the from the imposter dying. Oh, yeah. Well, so we didn't even say what happened. So so what happened was I did all of that. But instead of the, the Dinobot dying. Um, like it was at, it was destroyed by the effect from the Cobb Cannon, but it was able to trigger from the Conjured card from Imposter before it died, even though I chose it with the ability. And so it's some kind of weird order of operations thing, because I guess the zombie effects happen first, and then the plant effects happen. Um, and so it was like, enter the battlefield ability from the Cobb Cannon, happens first, kills the Imposter. And at the same time as the imposter conjuring a card, the evolution ability from the Cobb Cannon goes off. And so those two things happen in, like, zombie, then plant order. And then when the zombie ability happened, that procced the dinosaur in the other lane over. And so, like, last in, first out, it resolved that first before it then returned to the, the Cobb Cannon ability. And so instead of me killing your whole board... You conjured a thing which made the chomp not work, and the Mondo Bronto killed the thing in front of it, and so I was just toast. One of the rare occasions that there is a very complicated stack, like, resolution thing going on in this game, and it just so happened to work out not in my favor. Yeah, it, um, got, it got in the way of your sweet turn. Oh, I mean, I think I probably would have won that game had that not taken place, but the um, the end result ended up being that you went 3-0 with... Um, Ringzilla. See, this is, this is confusing again. Yeah, you went 3-0 with Ringzilla, and I would have gone 2-1 with Ringzilla had that game worked out. But it ended up going, you went 3-0 with Ringzilla, um, and I went 1-2. Um, yeah. yeah, both of the Conjure Huge Giganicus games I won, I got because Dinobot made some just gross, unfair board. Like, the, I think it was game four. You basically had a, a Dinobot that, like, populated the entire board with gross stuff, like, in the course of a single turn. And so that was nasty. You also got a pretty good conjures, like, off of Cosmic Scientist. You got that gondola. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the get a thing from Treasure Chest, like a legendary one below curve, and then play it a turn earlier, and also it has bullseye. Yeah. You had some other gross Treasure Chest thing, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a few gross ones. Then there were a few lame ones. Like, I got the uh, the science one in the last game. It's like, oh, zero mana, two, two. Cool. Yeah, but you also got the carried away plus lightning bolt from the. I got a bunch from, of ridiculous unfair. You got stuff a bunch of ridiculous deck. thing. Okay, so let's talk about the decks. So I would say that the biggest difference between our um, Conjure HG decks, one is I'm like all in on the mustache tribe, and you have very little of that. Then you've got just kind of the generic good stuff of Space Cowboy and Graveyard, with of course your giant Dinobot in addition. And then I've just got kind of some more mid-rangey stuff. And then you've got Thinking Cap. I haven't played a lot of Conjure Huge Giganicus recently. 
so I didn't have a deck already ready to go. So when I built this, I kind of set out to build it around the Dinobot Mechasaur, and that's why I'm running a couple of Medulla Nebulas to try and get like a big ramp turn. Yeah. And that's why I'm running Imposter. Imposter is mostly there to, as an extra Dinobot proc, because I'm sure not going to be trying to trade early game with you as a Ringzilla. Right, whereas I'm running Imposter because I'm doing the mustache thing. Imposter is, is both uh, fuel for the, um, the mustache waxers to make mana for you, and also something to evolve a um, duck stash. And then I've also got Trigger Treater, which I think sucks and was a bad choice. I was very surprised when you threw out the Fire Rooster because, like, I I think that's a good card in this deck. I just didn't think it would be good in this matchup. Um, well, this is a reasonable transition over to um, the Ringzilla, whereas, like, I had some stuff in my Ringzilla deck that made you want to play cards before the rings came down. So, like... We both have the um, the twin sunflower, but I've also got, and we also both have Captain Cuke, um, and then I've got uh, mixed nuts as like a way to say like, okay, I'm not drawing action. I need to be able to put something big on the board. Let's have that there. Um, and so if you were doing a similar thing, um, I wanted to be able to have a card that lined up well against that, uh, which is what the the roosters are for. For the Ringzilla deck, the only creature i had investment playing early was captain cucumber or a colonel pult if you played dr space time and only dr space time yeah which happened um, like four times between the two of us i think yeah this i think ringzilla is probably among the decks that are best suited to dealing with just a naked turn to dr space time like not only do you have the hero power that kills it but you've also like colonel pult really um really gets them pretty good so the other big difference between our decks was you had a bunch of strike through dudes Whereas I didn't, and I think that that was definitely a mistake. You know, I think if I had this to do over again, I would probably have cut the um, the mixed nuts, probably shaved some of the, like, like, click P didn't end up being that good. Like, I, my idea was that when you played, it's a 5-5 five five instead of a 4-4, four four, you know? But, like, it's probably just better that that be, like, a thing that becomes a 4-4 four four that has some other utility. Um, you know, like, ketchup mechanic, I think, is a really good pick. Because that also stacks with the onion rings buff. Like that was that was kind of my thinking with mixed nuts as well. Was that like the effect gives it plus two plus two, and so if it's a four four when you play it, it becomes a six six. But yeah, I don't. That just didn't. That wasn't right. Some of those early games were really grind them out. Like we were both exhausting our hands at pretty equal measures. And like in that first game, the only reason I could keep up is because I drew literally three onion rings and had was able to stack them in a way like, okay, I, I can actually make three waves out of this, which is yeah. usually not the case. Usually if you have three onion rings in your hand, you just lose and are sad. Yeah, I agree. You are very lucky. Yeah. I think what happened was I woke up this morning and my hair was doing some weird anime angles and that meant I was destined to be really good at card games today. Yeah, you had a, you had a protagonist power today. Okay, well, cool. Um, this, I think, worked out uh, reasonably well, even though I got my ass kicked. Um, I'm thinking maybe if some coin flips came up the other way that my ass wouldn't have been kicked quite so hard, so I'm feeling okay about that. And uh, so now it's time to set up the final um, episode of this uh, battle series, Grave Tuna versus Barry Spidal. Right. You got any predictions on how you think that might go? Um, I think Barry Spidal is going to win because we're both going to oversaturate on Gravestone hate is my prediction. Okay, I think that we should uh, we should volunteer not to do that. Um, um, so no blockbusters? I would say definitely no blockbusters, because there is no reasonable universe in which you're playing Barry Spadow on the ladder and you choose to put blockbuster in it. You know? Like, that is only something that you would ever do if you were going to be playing this exact matchup all the time. 
Hold on, I want to check my Spadao decks. Um, I'm running Blockbuster in a Splash deck, so you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's no way that's happening. I guess we can just both agree to run 4x Gravebuster because, like, that's just going to be correct, and that would be hard to justify not doing. Um, but no, I think that Blockbuster, we're going to ban Blockbuster because that is just so transparently a metagame uh, call that uh, that would be dumb. All right, yeah, I, I will uh, abide by that. That'll be our episode following this one, so I guess uh, two weeks after you're hearing this will be uh, that Barry Spadal versus Grave Tune episode, and you can look forward to that. But uh, until then, uh, I'll be Taylor. And I'll be Mike. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> That'll be the last fight episode, we promise.